Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey there, good evening. Welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan. You've been listening to hundreds of episodes about the Kingdom of God, and I'm very excited. I began to pray in tongues. I guess I was interpreting my tongues, and I began to journal. And I began to say that I absolutely seek first the kingdom of God. And then I began to read the words of Jesus and realize that I wasn't following him. And that, you know, neither was most Christians. You know, were we really eating his blood, drinking his blood, eating his body? Were we really dying to ourselves? Do we really love him? Because he said if we love him, we will obey him. I think a lot of the time, us Christians, we're trying to avoid problems. We're wishing that God would save us and fix us and help us. And it's because we don't get it. We 100% didn't listen, don't agree, didn't believe in what he said. Like, what if everything Jesus said is absolutely the truth? What if you really die to live? What if you really give to receive? And I began to literally seek first the kingdom of God. I made the kingdom of God the pearl of great price, more than family, more than money, more than fame and fortune and business and comfort and... You know, things didn't really go according to plan. In fact, everything pretty much I thought I had and owned and was building is was gone. I realized that Jesus suffered, that Paul suffered, was shipwrecked, was stoned to death, was persecuted and alienated and accused and blamed and bashed. And it's exactly the same today. If you suffer with him, you will also reign with him. He disciplines those that he loves. He prunes those who bear fruit. I was like, God, what happened to that business? What happened to that prophecy? What happened to that ministry? But God is not man. He is not man and he's not looking at the outward appearance. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians that the natural mind cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit of God. And I believe I have the Spirit of God and I believe so do you. So I've been doing this podcast because God told me to and what he said is 
People do not understand the kingdom of God. Jesus said in the parable of the sower that the parable of the kingdom, rather, all the parables are about the kingdom. And fascinating to me is I'm reading John the Baptist preaching, you know, whether it's in Matthew chapter 3 or in John. John the Baptist began before Jesus. He began preaching the kingdom before Jesus. This is the greatest prophet in the Old Testament, but still he's less than you and me because we're in the kingdom. And John the Baptist begins to preach and he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then Jesus, he takes up that mantle. He gets water baptized. He gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then he begins to preach. And in, and in Matthew chapter 4, he begins to preach the same message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Not the religion of heaven, not the church of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. And I studied the kingdom and Dr. Miles Monroe and Jack Taylor with the Cosmic Initiative and even Benny Hinn and other people. I found this kingdom of God is not a democracy. In a democracy, the king is, is voted in. In a kingdom, the king is born. In a democracy, if the king, the president, gives you something... It's considered bribery. It's considered, you know, misappropriation. Whereas in the kingdom, if the king gives you land, it's considered royal favor. In the kingdom, in, in democracy, the laws are made by the people. They're voted by the people. They're voted by the parliament. They change with the times. In a kingdom, the words of the king are the law. Jesus exalts his word above his name. That name that's above every name, have a look, it's in the Bible. God exalts his word above his name. And he said himself that heaven and earth will pass away. That, that heaven that religious Christians want to go to, it's not for you. It's not for me. It's not for humans. Have you read the Bible? Jesus prayed that the kingdom would come to earth as it is in heaven. In Revelation chapter 22 and 21, we see that, that behold, God's place is with man on the earth. The Bible says in Psalm 8 and in Psalm 115 and in Revelation and in John and in all the Gospels, it says that God gave the earth to man, that God made you in his image. He copied himself, copied himself. You are a copy of God. And this is God's desire. And this is my prayer. This is your, my, God's desire is that you would be God to other people so that they would see their Father through your eyes. 
and then they would join us. They would join our family. See, Jesus appeared to Mary at the end of John. In John 20, he appeared to Mary and he said, I go to my father and your father, to my God and to your God. He included us in the Godhead because he said, Father, I pray that they would be one as we are one. We are going to be one with our Father. We want to be like our Father. Paul says, would you be transformed into the image of Christ? We're being washed with the water of his word. We're being made perfect in love. Christ in us is the hope of glory, glory, the glory that Jesus prayed to the Father that we would share that we in John 17, we would have the glory, the glory that Jesus had in the beginning, that we would have that glory like a father. He wants you and I to be like him. 1 John says that we will be like him. We will be like him. We already are. We already are. The devil wanted to be like God. In Isaiah 14, he was cast out of heaven for wanting to be like God. He said, "He said, I'm going to exalt myself above the Most High and I will be like God. No, sorry, mate. Not my mate, but sorry. You're not going to be like God. You are an angel. We judge the angels. God gave us the kingdom. He gave us the earth. And the devil, I think, was a little bit jealous and offended and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. So, Jesus, how would God give you and I the authority to forgive sin? We will we forgive sin. Jesus said, any sins you forgive are forgiven, any sins you retain are retained. So you and I, who can forgive sins but God? Come on. But we are authorized by God to forgive sins. He also says in Revelation chapter 3, if you overcome, you will sit on the Father's throne. Hello, have you seen a kingdom? Have you seen a king? It's off with your head, you know, it's fear and trembling. But he said, I have saved a place for you. And it's on my throne. You know, Paul says in, in Philippians that if we suffer with Christ, we will also reign with Christ. And so today the message for you is to understand the, the kingdom of God, but specifically today to understand the, the second heaven. So right now, I look like Neo in the end of the matrix. In the spirit realm, I am blinding light. I am the light of the world. I am the salt of the earth. I am Jesus in the earth. I am his body. And so I am incredibly bright in the spirit. I am the fragrance of Christ. He leads us into victory everywhere we go. And so, but I'm also in the flesh. 
And so we are living in this very special place. Now, most Christians don't understand this, but you know, Paul talks about it in, in Ephesians chapter 6. And I may not go there, but what I'm trying to say to you is that you are a spirit. God is a spirit. He, according to Hebrews, he's the father of spirits, that he breathed into you a spirit and you became life. And you and I will return to the father of spirits. But right now we're in a body and you and I as a Christian, as a little Christ who is just like Christ on the earth, Jesus said, you know, Jesus was the exact image of the father, the exact image of the father. And he said, as the father exact image me, I'm exact imaging you. Be imitators of God, Paul says. Jesus said, a disciple is a copy. So Jesus said, as the Father copy, as the Father sent me, so am I sending you. <laughs> Get it? Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. And then Jesus said, as the Father sent me, I send you, so that you can say to other people, as you see me, you see Jesus and the Father. So we are to represent God. We are representatives of God. We are representatives of God. So we live in this in this earth, in this dimension, where we are both Hey guys, we're just going to continue with part two of this Heavenly Realms podcast video. Let's get down to business. God wants you to manage the earth. He gave the earth to Adam and Eve to manage. They gave the earth to Lucifer, to Satan. Then Jesus took the earth back from the devil as a man and we resumed Operation Kingdom. We have been given the keys, according to Matthew 13. We have been given the keys to the kingdom of God. So we again, as man, under God, are recolonizing the earth. Earth is a colony of heaven. The Father wants to raise up sons and daughters who he will lead in managing the earth. It's a partnership. So you and I are spirits like our father. We are a spirit that is wrapped in a body and we when we die, we will leave our bodies and we will go to be with God. So 
God is spirit and he is life. And his words are spirit and life. And, and he's seeking those who worship him in spirit and truth. And he's given us the earth to manage. So God is in heaven on his throne. We are on the earth. But we as Christians are also seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we have this dual citizenship right now. The devil is, he's nowhere. He's in your mind. He, he wants access to you and he has no power, no authority unless you give it to him. So where is the devil? Well, he is in the heavenlies. He's in the second heaven. He's not in the third heaven. He cannot enter heaven. He was kicked out of heaven. He cannot get there. And he cannot enter you if you're a Christian. I remember one time as a fairly new believer, um, I was out street witnessing with a group of, of evangelists, I guess. And there was this homeless, crazy sort of woman on the street and she screamed. She screamed when she saw me and I screamed. <laughs> and I felt this you know this spirit i felt this personality sort of try to enter me it was a spirit of fear for sure and it it couldn't end it, it bounced off me and it left and the, i remember the look on this woman's face it was you know but i was i was on i was filled with the spirit and on fire and i thought you know that demon it, you know it jumped on me but it couldn't stay. But I wonder what it would have done with a non-Christian. I mean, it obviously had spent time with her. And I think the devil is always looking for a person. It's not just the demoniac, you know, legion in the Bible. It's the devil's looking for people. And I believe that principalities and powers, those other hierarchies of demons and they also are looking for people. So if basically every devil is either in a person or influencing a person or wanting to be in a person or wanting to influence a person. And I believe that certainly world leaders and, you know, criminal gang leaders and school principals and heads of corporations, they are often anointed, called, you know, by the devil, empowered by the devil, possessed, oppressed, influenced by the devil. They partner with the devil. Um, they are uh, hooked. You know, they're a, a vehicle through which the demonic strategies are implemented on the earth. However... You and I are possessed by God. So we are on the earth and we are possessed by God. So God in heaven is directly influencing earth, the earth through us. And I think that should be our focus. Um, I think the devil's always looking, you know, Jesus said the devil's always prowling like a lion looking for whom he may devour. He's always seeking to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus is always seeking to give life abundant. And so my prayer at the beginning of this video, part one, 
was that you would manage the earth again, that you would manage the earth again, that you would manage your mind, that you would manage your will, that you would manage your emotions. You know, I don't let some random tattoo artist just tattoo some horror movie on my arm. You know, I wouldn't let someone just do a tat, you know, unscripted tattoo on my face. But, you know, often Christians allow the radio to tattoo their mind. You know, the television to tattoo their soul. You know, that their church leaders and Christian friends to tattoo their ears. You know, who are you listening to? What are you watching? So you, you know, Proverbs says to guard your heart above all else because out of it flow the issues of life. So you have to manage yourself. The demonic is, it is everywhere, it, but it's nowhere because this second heaven, this, you know, the prince of the power of the air and the whole world's under the sway of the evil one. Well, yeah, absolutely. But what it, what it means is that the world is the cosmos, which is actually a Greek word that means the order of things, these, the, the systemized structure and order of things. So, so Wall Street is an order of things. You know, the stock market, the economy, the, the education system, it is, it is, it is organized by Satan. That's the structure. That's why the Bible calls us to be in the world but not of the world. So, for example, you have to pay your taxes, but don't submit to the demonic system. You have to eat food, but, you know, maybe you choose to eat organic food. You know, maybe you choose to eat healthy. You don't just believe the propaganda from evil corporations that want to kill you with, you know, things in what they call food. <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't eat it. I don't consider a lot of what Western medicine says is medicine. I exercise. I drink pure, triple distilled water. Um, I don't take medication. I avoid doctors because, you know, just look at the statistics. Um you know, I'm not saying don't go to doctors. I'm saying the whole world, the whole world, the whole order of things, the order of medicine, the order of the economy, the order of democracy. There, There is no government that works. There is no prime minister or president that's good, all good. It's all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. I mean, look at the world. So you have to be able to live in the world, you know, praying for your government, honoring the government, going to work, paying your taxes, but be separate. So for me, the, the, the easiest and best example is tithing. God is my provider. My job is not my provider. My provision is the riches in glory in Christ Jesus, which meets all of my needs. So when I earn $1,000, I give $100 to God. I, I get rid of it straight away. When I get $5, I give 50 cents. And when I hear from God, you know, 
even when he doesn't command me, but when I just get a thought in my head like, oh, I should give that person $100, that's it. I may, I, to me, that is war. Until I will do that, until I deliver that $100, it's, you know, it's going to bother me because I know that God is helping me to exit the world system. So it's actually by giving that I receive. So I don't make money by, by climbing the corporate ladder and running the rat race and saving you know, diligently and all this sort of stuff. Yes, I pay my taxes. Yes, I work hard. Yes, I turn up to work early. Yes, I clean my house and vacuum my car. And if I'm selling my car, I'm going to wash it and wax it and keep a logbook of all of the servicing just so I can get a better price because I'm as shrewd as a snake, but I'm also as harmless as a dove. And I know that my deliverance is only going to come by the Lord. He owns me. He owns everything. So it's actually, it's not my job. It's not my, the hours that I work. It's my obedience. It's the fact that he owns me and because, and and I own him (laughs) because the Bible says that, you know, in a sense, I own him because all things are mine, things present and things to come. If he gave me Jesus, will he not give me all other things as well? I've already inherited the kingdom. I have inherited God and God has inherited me. It's all mine. I tell him what I want. I ask for what I want. But he's also waiting for me to bring order to my life. So he's not going to put, you know, water in the bathtub with the plug that's not in so you got to put the plug in the bathtub i mean imagine for, for example what if god called me to travel to to europe so i I've, I've got a passport i've got the money in the bank but but i've let's say i have a uh, a criminal record so I, I this is not true. I don't. But let's say hypothetically that that I ran a red light in the car, I refused to pay my bill, I had a court appearance that I didn't turn up to, I ended up getting you know one day's jail time, um, and then because of that I was prohibited and banned from going overseas because I had a criminal record. Now, is that God's fault? No. It's my responsibility to not get a criminal record. I mean, it's my responsibility to pay my bills. You know, does that make sense? So um, I'm not trying to condemn anyone who has a criminal record. What I'm trying to say is that the truth will set you free and the truth is a person. So the Holy Spirit will get you a house, not just because you asked for one, not just because you saved up a million dollars over 45 years, but he will get you a house because he placed the desire in your heart and because you obeyed him. And the way he's going to get you that house might be by giving someone $100. It might be by the still small voice of the Holy Spirit just ever so gently whispering to you to give away your car to volunteer one day a week at your church and something spiritual happens there god wipes out your enemies god pays off your debt god puts it on some 
This is how the kingdom works. You've got to, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. So you're in the world, you're going to work, you're praying in tongues all the time, but you're operating according to the kingdom of God. I think that's really helpful to some people. So the devil is looking for a man. The devil is looking for, he, obviously he is a spirit. Any demon is a spirit that has no body. They're, they wanted to go into the pigs. So they cannot do anything like they're invisible. They can't touch you, grab you, but they can influence you to, to touch and grab things for them. So they like have no power unless you give it to them. Now, non-Christians seem to have no resistance to the devil. So they seem to get easily oppressed and possessed. And they don't, like, I think most non-Christians have many demons. <laughs> um, and it depends, you know, if they, it depends on a whole bunch of things, like the strategy of the enemy, the um, their family, the bloodlines in their family, the curses and, you know, it's a whole bunch of stuff, or, or just activities, things that they do. I mean, if they're in a Christian family, and they but they don't believe themselves, there's going to be a level of protection. There's going to be blessing. There's going to be angels around them. There's going to be a hedge of protection. But if they're like, you know, no one's prayed for them. There's generations of non-Christians. There's generations of alcoholism. There's generations of, of abuse and criminal records and stuff. Like they're probably going to have a lot of demonic activity. And, you know, that, that that's just the way it works. Sorry. <laughs> so... But when they get saved, you know, they will be delivered of all that stuff. So what I'm saying is you are possessed by God. Uh, you're not possessed by the devil. You're possessed by God, and you are way more powerful than you would even know. Even a non-Christian is more powerful than the devil because you they are authorized to, to rule the earth. And I think we see that in in. in Big companies and and business owners and leaders and athletes, man and woman, have mastered this earth. You know, we really have. Um, so let me pray for you guys, Father. Just Lord, just thank you for giving them the kingdom. Thank you for expanding their understanding of the kingdom. In Jesus' name, help them understand. In Jesus' name. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Well done. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.